This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. I, I, I don't even know how many years ago it was now uh, that I met Gordon Voigt, but when I met him, I forgot on my Facebook, mm-hmm. I had put that I went to uh, Butte University because mm. I was just like, ah, ha, ha, you know, whenever I put it on there, I was like, I went to Butt University, you know, it's <laughs> the city in Montana. And Gordon's like, did you really go to Butte? And I said, oh, no, that was a joke I need to change. In fact, <laughs> it might still be on there for all I know. But but uh, the, I think that was the first time I had a conversation with Gordon Voigt. And when I met him, one of these things is false. I was like, this guy is filled with energy. He's uh-huh. going to be great for the community. <laughs> Uh, and uh, he's probably about 40 years old. One of those things completely wrong. <laughs> Gordon, how the heck are you, man? I'm doing great. This is this is an, an awesome pleasure to hang out with you guys, and you mean so much to our community, and I was lucky to get to partner with you for a short time in, in your mission um, on and off the air. I mean, I hope people realize that you guys are worth way more than – then you're paid and way, worth way more than we appreciate you. I mean, you guys do so well, much, and you're one of those people like you know Rodney Walker, or you know who just adds so much more to the community than you take out of it. So thank you. Well, you uh, we're supposed to be kissing up to you, but I appreciate right, you. that's right. a really nice thing for you to say. <laughs> uh, you 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 have you have given us a lot of just fun stuff to talk about. You, you're you're constantly thinking. Um, you know, and, and I'm not, I, I, I just, I hate to be an overstater, Gordon. So I'm not going to say when you come on the air, you're the greatest guy that's ever done it indicator because we've had some great sport. That would, that would be knocking yeah. some Mike Clefs and some Lantes, but nobody has ever come in and one from the time you meet a kid, you care about him for the rest of his life. And, right. and that's one thing. That's one thing I think I was doing differently. And you came in with the same mentality doing this job. And two, you love learning the history. And the the fact that you know Tyrese Bryson, and, you know, and, and 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 the guys that played, you know, even further back, go back to the '60s, you're constantly learning. It it it, it has blown my mind, man. And when, so when it comes to the homework and just the desire to do the job, you are the goat, man, that, that we've had in Decatur. And I've grown up here my wow. whole life, and and uh, you you've blown me away. You, I, I see you do a story. A, a Mo Dampier story. It's like mm-hmm. you didn't cover Mo. A lot of people might hear about him, mm-hmm. and I, I hope, I hope, and, and I, I love Mark. I, I hope he's learned that from you. Where, where, where did you learn that mentality that 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 there is no calendar, there is no start date. The start date, you know, goes all the way back. Oh my gosh, that is an amazing question. I think uh, first of all, my first boss in the industry, uh, Ted Dawson, really, really shaped the way that I look at what a story is. Yeah. Um, we had a, a rule. I, I started working in Montana, and we had a rule: zero percent could be national or professional. Mm. And so, you know, mm. what do you do in Montana the day <laughs> after Christmas, and you got a nine-minute show to fill? Well, he taught me to to see something where there was literally nothing. And so, he one time he sent me. He's like, "Go do a story about the snowmobiles <laughs> that you can buy at the local store." Um, and, and I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, hey, it's better than, you know, just running some boring national filler. And that paired with just the fact that I found really early on that the, the joy comes from sharing stories of people that are getting overlooked. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of ability to look for stories that Ted taught me uh, mixed with just sort of, you know, basically God giving me this this, this gift, you know, of, of getting the joy out of just sharing being a light for people that that aren't getting attention uh that those two things kind of came together and i don't know i just i can't imagine doing the job any differently why not celebrate the past because people get overlooked in the present but you know i think even more so there's just you go back decades 
in this community and, and any other community, and there are people that have been doing stuff for decades, yeah. just very quietly, humbly, and nobody toots their horn. And so I just have gotten so much enjoyment out of tooting people's horns. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's not an altruistic thing. It's like, I've, that's how I get through my work day. You know, mm-hmm. that's what gets sure. me out of bed in the morning. Yeah. We all need that spark. And that's what it's been for me. Uh, it, this has been a, uh, it, it's been awesome. You know, what, what we've been able to, to do together and watch, watch you work and uh, remind people you're, you're leaving news. Is this it? Do you think, I mean, if you had to predict for the rest of your life, is this your last sports cast for the rest of your life tonight? Uh, that's a great question. It, it is for the time being, but Mark Tupper made a prediction that I wasn't expecting yesterday in our segment. He said that I predict that you'll be back. And you know what? I think he could very well be right um, down the road once I kind of explore some other things. Uh, I could. I mean, I love storytelling and I love people, and this has been an awesome vehicle for those things. Yeah. So, yeah, I would love to be back eventually. But right now I just kind of, you know, you talk about doors opening up for you. Yeah. This is a door um, that has opened up in a way that I can't explain, and things have clicked together in a way that I can't explain. And so my yeah. dad was like, you know, yeah, the risk is high, but the risk of not taking this step of faith is higher. And mm. that really how do you solidified look back? this decision for me. Yeah, how, do you, how do you look back on the decisions you make when, when you had opportunities? And, right. And, uh, you know, and, and the next 90 seconds, I'll just tell you, I'm not going to totally understand. What are you doing now? <laughs> Where, what are, what are, you're so, starting your own business I know I would have never never expected to say this but I'm going to be starting my own mobile software business um, with a really really talented uh, friend of mine who lives in Montana and his family and uh, I basically just got struck with this idea when I was literally at the Dallas airport and really? uh, just sort of struck me like a lightning bolt that's the only way I can explain it mm. and I feel like it can help a lot of people um, who are frustrated with the dating world. Oh. And, uh, you know, myself included in, in that space, there's millions of people that use these dating apps, that, and there's almost unilateral frustration with them. And so I want to help solve that. And, you know, same thing I do at WND, basically just accentuating people's value. You know, yeah. a dating mm-hmm. app should accentuate your value as a human being and stuff that's much bigger than just what your Instagram looks like or if you come up with a couple of lines of witty text, I mean, I'm all about celebrating the genuine uniqueness that we've been created in. And, uh, I, I feel like I can do that with this app that I'm starting. That's good. And then, and then you're going to make it to where people maybe, you know, maybe help find the, the true one they, to where people don't do what me and Courtney's wives did settle. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. You both are, you, your catches. I would, I'd be honored. Courtney's a catch. Never join my app. I hope never ever you join my app, but I'd be honored. <laughs> Courtney's a Courtney's a catch, but his wife did realize there's a lot of church time she's gonna have to spend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're going to Missoula, Montana. I thought Tupper asked you a question, and I and I, and I, I really really respected the honesty of the question, so I'm gonna steal this question from Tups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are, are 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 you going? Are you more so going towards a new opportunity or going away from a business that is hard to make it in right now? I mean, we, we're both in challenging. Um, you know, you know, this, this, even pandemic time, it's, it's tough to do our yeah. jobs and, and, and climb a ladder or, or get anywhere. It's, if, if you want to get to a, if, you, you gotta be kind of okay being a big fish in a small pond. 
Great question, and I'm going to give you the same answer I gave Mark, and I promise you it's an authentic one, even though it sounds like a dodge, but uh, yeah, both. Yeah. I, mean, I kind yeah. of had been having these big picture thoughts about, you know, what what is next for the industry and some concerns, although, you know, I try to let my face be my guide, and mm-hmm. so I try not to look at things as concerns, but more just opportunities for me to be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I'm thinking of that on one hand, and then on the other hand, I've got this opportunity that, that almost literally just fell into my lap. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of just like an effortless thing. Um, and so, yeah, I, I would say both. Just Media is not the same game as when the three of us started in this business. Yeah. That's the reality. But mm-hmm. I was prepared to you know, have, have a very rich you know, life you know, telling stories and going on that path. And I was okay with some of those harsh realities of the business. Mm -hmm. But then this opportunity came along and I was like, I guess this is a door opening that I need to, uh, need to think about and and pray about. And Mm -hmm. it ended up being the right path. So here we go. You never know in life, man. I, I, I became, I knew I was not happy as a railroader, Mm -hmm. uh, mostly because they wouldn't, they wouldn't, they wouldn't let me do what my dad did and work Mm -hmm. outside. They wouldn't transfer me over. So I left. And I took a pay yeah. cut yeah. to go be a leasing agent. And I got to show people apartments. Every time somebody walked in the door and they needed an apartment, mm-hmm. I felt good at that job. I would have done that forever at Swartz Properties. Loved working yeah. for that company. And then this, you know, presented itself. You just never know when something's going to present itself. And you make decisions right. for you and your family. And and, uh, mm-hmm. and you do. And I don't think that answers a dodge at all. I think that's as honest as I it could see. be. Because yeah. you, you still love the industry. You know, mm-hmm. anybody that leaves any media source job right now, Probably loves the company. I love this company, but mm-hmm. the industry is tough. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's, it'll be the yeah, same and, for TV. It's and, your and newspapers are struggling. I mean, it's tougher. Yeah, much of a. I'm way too much of a basketball junkie and sports junkie mm-hmm. to like totally leave. So I'm going to try to keep one foot in mm-hmm. kind of the local scene and probably continue with some Zoom interviews and stuff like that. But cool. I'm really not trying to like you know overstep uh, into Mark and Orlando's territory when they take over. Uh, you know, this is this is their job now, but I'll look to do contribute. You know, honestly, I've I stumbled into kind of a niche ministry, so to speak, which is hosting uh, like conversations about unity. Uh-huh. Um, I got a chance to host the uh, CS8 U- football unity summit where we had kids from every school and then coaches and we had law enforcement. And that was that, that was kind of a eureka moment for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, OK, this is how I can still contribute even after I leave this job, yeah, even cool, though I didn't yeah. know I was leaving at that time. But I'm going to hopefully still do more things like that. Yeah, yeah that's great. It's that's... almost like if you don't take this leap of faith, you're almost in direct disobedience with your maker, right, with God, because he gave. You said he... it hit you like a lightning bolt. you got to respond to that. Yep. Yeah. And I'm happy for head. you, man. And, and I'm going to really quickly read this. It's kind of funny because, I, you know, I journal when, when I can. Mm-hmm. And I went back to December 8, 2013, which is my first, first day in this business of, mm. you know, this skinny 24-year-old kid in a cold, lonely apartment in Montana, <laughs> you know, about to go to work for the first time in my life, you know, at a real job. Yeah. And uh, I just sort of set out this this vision that I'm uh, looking back. I know this wasn't from me. I mean, I, I just don't have this kind of wisdom in my bones, but, uh, you know, I just felt like this was put on my heart. And I wrote this down on, you know, December 8, 2013. I said, uh, you know, because you are sovereign, I can go into work tomorrow with A, passion, B, enthusiasm, C, humility, uh, D, the privilege of serving. Um, and that was kind of my charter for that phase and then this phase. And I 
just am really grateful uh, just that, that that I was allowed to have that kind of be my guide mm-hmm. um, through this whole TV journey. Passion, enthusiasm, humility, and serving. Those were my goals um, of what to contribute. And um, looking back, I'm just grateful for how I'm different as a person, still imperfect, still flawed, still got a lot that I need forgiving. <laughs> but uh, that's always been my goal, and I'm just going to look to do that in this next phase of life too. Well, I think you're. Uh, I think you've killed everything you've done, and and, I, yeah. and I'm sure you're going to kill it on the next level. And don't be afraid when uh, when it comes time to promote things you need to promote. I, we still want to talk to you. I still sure. want you on the show. You know, the app is up yeah. and running. Let's let's talk about it. You got an event? I I, I know Montana's like uh, 57 million miles long, but are you anywhere close? I don't know where Missoula is. Are you going to be close to RJ uh, in Idaho? Yeah. So how crazy is this? I mean, you talk about the, our, our lives being these crazy stories. I'm going to see the walkers multiple times a year because they have to drive through Missoula to oh my Montel, gosh. Idaho. Wow. <laughs> and good. Idaho plays in the same conference as University of Montana, which is where I'm going to be living. Oh, okay. So I'm going to see I'm going to see him play in Missoula. The Grizzlies. They drive to Idaho. <laughs> I'll get together with them and then Xavier Bishop from Lanfear. Uh, mm-hmm. He plays yeah. for Montana State, which is about three and a half hours away. So, um, and his dad, William Bishop the third, actually played at Montana himself. Oh my gosh! No kid. kidding. So, mm. I mean, th- the connections are just. And then Jim Mason, uh, my really one of my best friends here in Decatur is Terry Mason. His brother Jim uh, played at Montana basketball too. He was part of those running Reds uh, teams of the '60s. So no kidding. Just all sorts of crazy. And then. Uh, Jesky Maples and Mika Maples' dad, Greg Maples, yeah, played rugby at Montana. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and and I know someday he wants to be back out there. You might be neighbors. <laughs> I, <laughs> dude, I'd be I'd be G Mapes' neighbor any day. That guy's awesome. The closer you get to him, though, the harder the hugs get. Yeah, and he always grabs <laughs> when he hugs you. He do, he do, he does that strong grip guy grab of your pressure points on your shoulders when he hugs you. But it's painful. <laughs> it's painful to be friends with Greg. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, yeah, that's amazing. And by the way, you, you you better you better have a uh, a tax strip out if you want to slow Rodney down uh, on the way through going to Idaho. You know, I don't know if you see when he drives. <laughs> oh, ninety five in the Prius. In the Prius. <laughs> we all think he drives that Maserati to Chicago. No, no, he's doing like ninety five in the Prius in on the, the highway every day. Right. That's why I got bad knees in that little bitty car. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's why he has bad knees. Not the pro career. Right. Not the pro career. It's the car. Gordon, let's assume you have a successful career and and you don't do uh, news anymore. You're 90 years old in this scenario. And uh, and somebody asks you where you've been and you're telling telling stories. And you said, I was in Decatur. And they say, Oh, who do you remember from Decatur? Now this is not you can't oh you can't you can't say me because I know you're going to be the nice guy and say you're not going to forget <laughs> us. But but who have you covered that you know for sure you're not going to forget for the rest of your life? Well, that's an impossible question because honestly, you can say more than one. I'm not going to. My gonna... favorite part about this job is walking into a gym and making eye contact with about 47 different people who yeah. smile back at you. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. And and. You know, I, I, I you don't know all forty seven of those was, people's names though, to, don't <laughs> I used to think it was just like a Sunday school lesson, but the whole like you have to be first, you have to be last. Like yeah. I've just been that that lesson has been proved to me despite my thickness, you know, of my head. That lesson of just if you treat my dad taught me this, if you treat the janitor the same way you treat yeah. the superintendent, right, then you will be rewarded and uh and spend I mean, time I, I and build relationships. 
exactly. Some of those relationships I'll never forget. You know, a guy that lines the, the field at St. Pete, Jim mm-hmm. Deacon Davis. Yeah. Um, just the, the humility and, and the, the pride that he takes in lining the field at St. Pete was just like, makes me want to cry. Mm. Love that guy. And then um, there, there's two people, though, I've met in Decatur that I'm pretty sure are not from this planet. Mm. They just have kind of an otherworldly, yeah. almost spiritual quality to them. One is, I mentioned already, Terry Mason. Okay. That mm-hmm. guy is from a different universe. <laughs> and uh, Tom, I've told both of them this. And Tommy Taylor, uh, MacArthur mm. super fan, MacArthur uh, football great. Uh, mm-hmm. That man is just, he, I, I'm pretty sure that he was not born on this planet. He just, uh, he's become a really close friend, and his spiritual wisdom to me is just special. So yeah. those are two people that are sort of, you know, tangentially related to sports, but that I'll, you know, I, that I, just stand out as far as their lessons for me. I think you're talking about Mr. Taylor was also Stephen E. Cater uh, when when we were there, Courtney. I, mm-hmm. uh, and and that is that is one awesome, yeah. tremendous dude. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. There's I, just there's so many though. I mean, mm-hmm. lifelong friends, you know. Mark Pearson's a lifelong friend. Mark Tupper's a lifelong friend. I mean, okay, I, let me let me ask you a question that you won't feel guilty about answering because it's not about yeah. people. What do you think is the greatest game you were at while you were here? Oh man, you know, and it doesn't I'll never forget. It, it could just be your most fun. It doesn't have to be like games, yeah. Go ahead. The, the the electricity of the first MacArthur Eisenhower basketball game that I I covered was epic. I think they sold out like midway through the JV game. This would have been what winter of. 2016, mm. 2017. So we're talking season. about Bobbitt. So I think the Brummets, like junior year, and they had it was the Stefan Bobbitt, Bobbitt and Jarrett. Jarrett. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That and it was a double overtime, and I had to leave yeah. early. But that game, just the electricity of that game was just insane. Yeah, that was football a wise. Game. Oh man, I think in terms of build up, the Macon County Super Bowl a couple of years ago, Merle yeah. and St. T football, and then uh, MacArthur and Mount Zion this past. Season. Yeah. Both of the buildup of those was just special. Yeah, yeah, no, no, um, I'll you, never forget those games. Yeah, no, I, I, I like I, I, you. So, so you belonged here because I, I think you, you grasped what probably is some of the most electric. And then there were some great St. A and M football games back before you got here. Things like that that people would say, but, but you weren't here for those. I, I think you're, you're right on the money. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's unfortunate we lost some of our great rivalries in the time you were here. You know, we would have had a lot more Maroa regular season matchups against local oh, teams man. and things like that. Imagine them playing A&M for the last couple of years in football uh, oh, you know, boy. and St. T involved in that if they were all in the same conference. But anyway, uh, it, Gordon, I, I just, I, I honestly mean it. I, I think you, uh, you are one of the best we've had around here, hands down. And there's, yeah. there's aspects you. that you absolutely were the, the greatest. I, I want to be connected and talk to you. Obviously, uh, the magic of social media will be able to, to see what you're up to, man. And who knows? Maybe one day we'll be like, hey, let's go to Missoula, Montana. Right. Oh, hey, dude. Come on by. I'll fix you a bison steak that's about five inches thick. I was going to say, <laughs> the best way to, to get me somewhere is to tell me about the food. <laughs> so, oh, dude, I'm down. Uh, let's, uh, let's go watch R.J. Walker, an Idaho-Montana basketball game, and I'll, I'll cook you guys steak. I Be think honest. that is the greatest idea I've heard. I'm ready to start checking the schedule now. We can do it every year. How, how, how far yeah, is go, the drive to Missoula? Go Bloomington to uh, Salt Lake to Missoula. One stop, or go direct from Chicago. So we're flying. We, we don't want to make the drive, is what you're telling me. 
It's about twenty eight hours. Yeah. I might just jump I might just jump in the back of Roddy's Maserati. Do it. You'll, get you'll have bad hours. knees. Yeah, he, he'll get us there in at least nineteen hours. Right. <laughs> he may hit a deer on the way though. That, that deer will dis- dissipate and that, that those cars are expensive for a reason. Gordon, uh you're the best of the best, man. It's been an honor getting to know you and uh, I appreciate our friendship Likewise. too. We'll we'll talk to you soon, brother. Love you, Gordon. Love both of you guys. Thanks so much. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.